us to read in the book of Revelation chapter 12. I'm reading from verse 11. It says, They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much. They overcame him. Here's the question. Who's the him? The devil. Let's go to the book of First John chapter 5. And we're reading from verse 4. It says, For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only he who believes Jesus as the Son of God. Now the Bible gives us two levels of the enemies we deal with. But for each enemy, it says that all enemy is overcome. It says one, it says the devil who's the accuser of the brethren, the devil who's the thief who comes to steal, kill and destroy. It says in our battle with him, we overcome him. Why does that happen? The Bible says we overcome him. And the word of our testimony, we can declare in the midst of everything that Jesus is Lord. Amen. So, on the one hand, it shows us the devil that we fight. On the other hand, it shows us the world. It says, who is it that overcomes the world? We, in other words, the world stands against you as much as the devil stands against you. But you need to overcome the world within yourself first. And the Bible says, The world that you need to overcome. It says, if you love it, the love of the Father is not in you. What is it that I need to overcome about myself? It says, the lust, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Are you still following? But then it says we must overcome the world as a system that works against the will of God for your life. In other words, you will always face opposition. When God gives you good, the devil as a thief comes to steal. Are you following? And so the Bible says that kind of opposition of God's will and purpose... So in other words, you need to love your enemies but overcome the schemes that the devil uses through them. Are you still okay? And so, this, for the past few weeks, as we were fasting and praying, remember last week we were talking about rumble in the jungle. Some of you looked at me like, what is rumble in the jungle? I told you it was the fight, the 1974 fight between Muhammad Ali and who? Just four men. You remember that? Who, when we fight, at the end of the fight, when you hold the title, you will have the marks of the fight. So the punches you take are not a determining factor of the outcome of the fight. 
habantse ba o otla ha o bolelo go ahlolwa o bolela fela go iwa in the fight and you need to count to the end you need to stand you need to have the tenacity to take the the, the punches amen and so as i sat with people during prayer and i listened to many people and the testimonies and what they are going through i've sat with people who are going through marriages marriages that are on the verge of breaking and people sit where murut our marriage is falling apart i sat through, through with people who say there's sickness at home there's loss my mother is dead this is happening that is happening and that is happening and i have i, I have i have spoken to them from the word of life jesus says the words that i speak to you they are life and they are spirit and i have said this is what lentula modimulir lanzar and so over time we in looking back just this week we buried Angela's sister we buried and that mama bolos mother we buried Lerato's mother and as we were at the wedding yesterday I got a call that um Matapos brother has been admitted you know the doctors have declared his brain dead but no the man will die and so the the family is struggling should we switch off the machine should what should we do and as as we drive to go and talk to them and help them through it as a family i get a call your nephew has died we go home rehire because the nephew has died this morning i get another call when another nephew my other nephew heard that the other one is dead he got injured at work and they had to rush him to hospital and i don't know in what condition he is and so in the space of two and a half years we have had to bury my mother her mother her sister her closest friend and and all these things have remember they affect everything your finances your everything well, last week we had both cars were broken and we like and i was saying remember war when it happens you will get shot but the fact that you are shot it doesn't mean you are dead how about are you following and so what i want you to understand as a church is this is that as leaders in the midst of everything that happens we do not model perfection we do not model what perfection we model unwavering trust in jesus christ strong no 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 the word of the lord says let the weak say i am strong for when i am weak he is my strength are you following and so when whatever we face saints what is critical is to model that god is alive so today i want to talk briefly to all of us about what is our response to the calamities of life how what is your response now in john chapter 4 we read them 
the encounter of Jesus. Jesus meets the Samaritan woman. The Samaritan woman is a troubled woman. So when Jesus speaks to the Samaritan woman, the Samaritan woman moves between her troubles. She starts talking about them. They talk about Jesus as you, you, you have relational problems. You have had five husbands already. Maybe people reject you. Maybe you are struggling. Whatever the case may be. When they are trying to address that, she says to Jesus, she asks Jesus about worship. She asks Jesus about so many things. But finally, Jesus brings her to this understanding. She says, listen, lady. Because everyone believes in a God that will put their life together. When your, your, your life is in pieces, you remember that song? When you are broken, the poorer wants to put you back together again. Now Jesus says, the problem with you and the conditions that you find yourself is this. In, in verse 22, he says, you know not whom you are worshipping. God wants to respond to you. But you know not whom you are worshipping. And it's as if Jesus is saying to her, if you knew the God you worship, he would put your life together. Are you still following? And so now we read in 2 Peter chapter 1 from verse 3 it says, His divine power has given us everything we need for life. And godliness through the knowledge of him who called us. It says God has given us all these things. And then it continues to say. Through which he has given us great and precious promises. By which we can be partakers of his nature and escape the corruption that is in the world. Now watch. God has given us everything we need for what? For life. Does life challenge us? Yes. The Bible says God has given us the ability to stand. Mm, but listen to this. Through the knowledge of him. Your life can go above your situation. The question is, do you know your God? For those who know their God shall do great exploits. Now the question is, do you know your God? I want us to read in the book of 2 Timothy. Our biggest challenge is not what we face. It is rather the fact that in God, the attributes of God. Who is God? Our faith is established by our revelation and understanding of who he is. So who he is, is what we respond to in our time of crisis. Are you following? Now, 2 Corinthians tells us from chapter 1, verse 3, it says, Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles. So, it calls him the Father of all. So, here's a question. I know God. Who do you know God as? Because 
his divine power in him there is a revelation that you get that will take you through the situation you are facing if you say he is my comforter then you can respond by faith to that and god can comfort you when you are aware that i'm in lack but he is jehovah jireh you can respond to jehovah jireh by faith and your provision will come are you still with me now listen to how paul puts this matter to timothy we are in second timothy chapter what one he says from verse 8 so do not be ashamed to testify about our lord or ashamed of me his prisoner but join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of god who has saved us and has called us to a holy life not because of anything we have done but because of his own purpose and grace i want you to remember that word grace this grace was given us in christ jesus when the grace that is sufficient the grace that can take you from day to day from situation to situation when was it provided before you got into trouble the grace was already sufficient are you still okay but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our savior jesus christ who has destroyed what and has brought life and immortality through the gospel and of this gospel i was appointed a herald and an apostle and a teacher that is why i am going what through what says that is why i am but listen to my response yet i am not ashamed why because i know whom do you know whom you believe Says as I suffer, I can fit and turn, I can fit and turn. I know whom I have believed, and I'm convinced that He is able to guard what I have entrusted to Him for that day. What you heard from me as the pattern of teach, as the pattern or keep, as the pattern of teaching with faith and love in Christ Jesus. Listen to verse 14. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you, and guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives. in us paul says listen i'm going through what i'm going through but i can tell you that the reason i can overcome and stand is that i know him and this is what i know about him i know that he is faithful to keep what i've entrusted him with lord i have entrusted you with my life i'm faithful to keep your life and i know god is faithful look at let's go to the book of Jonah Jonah is trapped with people in a stormy situation he's running away from God but Jonah people now are in danger because of him so now people start casting lots someone is the cause of this whole situation Now listen to what they say to Jonah. I'm reading from verse 1. Verse 8 rather chapter 1 verse 8. So they asked him, "Tell us who is responsible for making all this trouble for us? What do you do? Where do you come from? What is your country? From what people are you?" 
Lauka baring. We are in trouble. Give us your identity. Listen to his response. He answered, I am a Hebrew. And I what? In the midst of a situation, the question is, who are you? We are in trouble. Can you respond with your identity? I am a child of God. I am a saint. I am born again. I worship the Lord. But who is this God that you are worshiping? The God of heaven. You see, he gives his own identity. And the identity and the description of his God. He says, the God who made the sea and the land. Chapter 2. Now the Bible says, they threw him by, from his own request. Throw me into the sea and the storm will come. The Bible says they throwed him and God provided a fish to swallow him. And he was in the belly of the fish for three days. Now he says, in the belly of the fish, I started praying. Do you know your God? What is... What are the chances of him coming out of the belly of the fish? But he says, in the belly of the fish, I started praying because I know my God. He says, in my distress, I called to the Lord and he answered me. How's that? From the depths of the grave, I called for help and you listened to my cry. You held me into the deep, into the very great heart of the seas and the current swelled about me. All your waves and breakers swept over me. I said, I have been banished from your sight, yet I will look again towards your holy temple. The engulfing waters threatened me. The deep surrounded me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. To the roots of the mountains I sank down. The earth beneath barred me in forever. But you brought my life up from the pit. Where is he praying? In the belly of the fish. Oh Lord, my God, when my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord, and my prayer rose to you. Where am I? In the belly of the fish. To your holy temple. Those who cling to worthless idols forfeit what? The grace. That could be theirs. Now he says, in the belly of the fish, this is what I said, but I, with a song of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed I will make good. Salvation comes from the Lord. And the Lord commanded the fish and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. Yeah? How's that? When you are confronted with the situations of life, what is your response? Our response saints it is out of the belly I will worship. Now here's the, the, the things you must ask yourself. He was surrounded with a situation of no escape. What do I do? I will sacrifice praise. But what if in, 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 in the book of Joshua chapter 6 
The Bible says, now Jericho was tightly shut. No one was going in. No one was coming out. But what was Jericho? Jericho in an ink. Jericho was the inheritance of the children of God. God had said, Jericho I give unto you. Jericho kilifalalu. But now the Bible says, the Jericho that God promises us is shut. My inheritance has been fortified. How do you respond when you know that you deserve the promotion at work and they are always doing the underhandedness to close the door? Eh? When you have tried everything you know how to do and you've done everything correct, but the door is still shut. Eh? Weta. Because this is my inheritance, but the devil has fortified it against my possession. Bible says, for seven days the Lord says, walk around it. It is your inheritance. It may be shut, but it remains your inheritance. And the Bible says, on the seventh day, they began to shout by the command of the Lord, the praises and the favor and the power of God and the, fall, the, 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 the walls of Jericho fell down. What will you do when your inheritance is fortified against your possession? I will praise the Lord. But now let's say your inheritance is one thing. What happens when according to the book of 2 Kings chapter 6, during the night the enemy came and the Arameans came and surrounded the city. Elijah and his servant were there. Now you are surrounded by your enemy. What is your response? The Bible says, when his servant says, Master, we are surrounded. He said, don't worry. Many are those with us than those with the world. And he prays, he says, God, open his eyes that he may see. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, same incident happens. Jehoshaphat, his enemies are surrounding them. The Bible says, the spirit of the Lord came upon one of the prophets and he prophesied that the Lord says, do not fear. In the morning, set a vanguard of worshippers. And in the morning, the Bible says, they began to do arrange, not weapons. Fleshly weapons. They arranged. And when they began to sing, what were they singing? Praises to God. It says, the Lord is good and his mercy is endured forever. Here's my question. When you are now faced with what you are facing, what's your response? Lord, why me? Saints, they lifted up a song in the midst of the war. But these enemies don't realize. Between them is us and the hosts of heaven. If only if they knew, they would surrender. Okay, that's like, okay, it's fine. They are a distant. 
What happens when your enemy has you in his hand now? Acts chapter 16, the Bible says. After they have preached, they, they have actually healed and delivered from verse 16 where they delivered that young girl who could foretell. The Bible says they were beating Paul and Silas were beaten. You see now, it's one thing to pray and say, the angels of the Lord will encamp around me, they protect me. What happens when they have you in their hands now? Now they caught you, they're beating you up. What is your response? Because now, like the, 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 the psalmist says, by the rivers of Babylon, that's where we said, because why? Now we were in captivity. And our enemies were now taunting us. The songs of victory that you used to sing, when you have overcome, sing them now. Guess who's in whose hand now? The Bible says, at midnight hour, Paul and Silas lifted their voices eh? to the hearing of everyone in moments like this. When I'm beaten and bleeding and my enemy says, sing. And I ask my soul, I say to my soul, my soul, why are you downcast within me, my soul? But yet I will praise him. In the belly of the fish, I will declare sacrifices of praise. And the Bible says they began to declare and they began to sing. Okay, that's fine. You are just beating. What happens? Acts chapter 12, it says, and Herod now started persecuting and catching the leaders of the church. He caught James and he killed him with the sword. And he realized that it pleases the Jews to kill the Christians. And then he went on to seize Peter. Now I don't know if you've seen these Nazi movies. Have you seen the Holocaust? When the Germans were killing the Jews. You would see someone, they will make them kneel. And they shoot one person. The one standing next to them. They, like, <laughs> they are trembling. Because you see this person dying and you know you are next. What is your response? Eh? In that time, the Bible says the church was praying unceasingly. What is our response? We lift up the name of Jesus. We worship him. We pray without wavering. We do not look this side or this side. Why? For we focus on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Yeah, but that's, that's like, yeah, no, maybe I'm going to escape. What happens when you have lost everything now? And they come, they report in Job chapter 1. Your kids have been killed. Your animals have been stolen. You are left as you are. Eh? What's that? See, saints. 
at that time you have no one else but yourself but here's the, 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 the important thing. He who watches over you never sleeps nor slumber. He says, I'll never lift you, leave you nor forsake you. What is your response? I will say, Jesus is my redeemer still. That's what sense. When we face what we face, God remains enthroned. And that is our response. The Bible says his grace, when we enter what we enter, his grace was already supplied. Do you know the God of mercy? Do you know the God of grace? Do you know the God of whom uh, Jeremiah writes in Lamentations chapter 3, chapter 3 verse 22 he says no no because of his great love we are not consumed we sing a song which says the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases his, never mess, his mercies never come to an end they are new every morning great is his faithfulness are you still together can you go with me to the book of 2 Corinthians. Isn't God good? I'm reading from chapter 1 from verse 3. It says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see where I'm reading? Chapter 1 verse 3. 2 Corinthians. The Father of what? compassion and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. For just as the sufferings of Christ flow over into our lives, so also through Christ our comfort overflows. If we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort which produces in you patient endurance of the same sufferings we suffer. And our hope for you is firm because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, so also you share in our comfort. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about the hardships we suffered in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure. Eh? far beyond what our ability to enjoy so that we despaired even of life indeed in our hearts we felt the sentence of death but this happened that we may not rely on ourselves but on God who raises the dead he has delivered us from such a deadly peril and he will deliver us on him we have set our hope our hope is Christ is a living hope Christ in us, the hope of glory, that he will continue to deliver us as you help us by your prayers. What is our response? By your prayers. Then many will give thanks on our behalf for the gracious favor, the grace granted to us in answer to the prayers of many. Let's go to chapter 4 of the same book. Now Paul says, I'm reading from verse 6. 
For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine away. Isn't that amazing? If our hearts were captured by darkness and oppression, the Bible says God let his light shine there. To give us the light of what? Of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay. That is our bodies. To show that this all-surpassing power is from God, not from us. We don't stand and say, hey, Pastor Randy, I feel strong. No, 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 no. We know that everything that happens, grace came before the situation came. And when we are in this situation, we know we must be able not to trust in ourselves, but to trust in him. But listen to the part that I like. It says, we, in these conditions, my emong anari pumanang reluona. We are, verse 8, we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. We always, always carry around in our body the death of Jesus. So that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in your body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death. For the sake of Jesus. So that his life may be revealed in our mortal body. So that then death is at work in us. But life is at work in you. It is written, I believed, therefore I have what? They have overcome him. By the blood of the... And the word of their testimony. In moments... 